Robert Epstein is Senior Research Psychologist at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology, AIBRT, and he's the former editor-in-chief of Psychology Today magazine. A PhD of Harvard University has published 15 books on artificial intelligence, creativity, and other topics, as well as more than 300 scientific and popular articles. I also think of Dr. Epstein as a friend and a co-laborer for Truth and Liberty. I met him several years ago, and we spoke at Liberty University together at the famous student convocation. Dr. Epstein has been featured on every major form of media and recently appeared with Tucker Carlson. He's brilliant, he's focused, and he's passionate, and he's in the economic war room. Welcome, Dr. Epstein. My pleasure. Great to see you again. You know, your journey has been amazing. I followed some of it, uh, but just the scientific approach that you've brought to the whole election issue, plus the whole communication, really modern life, uh, the role of technology and how it influences people. Uh, how does a doctoral student, I guess the last doctoral student of the famous B.F. Skinner, uh, how do you get involved in studying election anomalies and manipulation? Well, Skinner himself uh, was fascinated by the concept of, of control. Uh, he thought people are always controlled whether they know it or not. And so he thought, well, since that's the case, we should try to create a world in which uh, smart people control the rest of us in a benign fashion. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I think he would have been outraged and appalled, as I am, uh, to see what has actually occurred in the 30 years since his death, because what has occurred is the internet, and then the internet being dominated by essentially two monopolies, and the ability to control 3.5 billion people uh, largely in the hands of those two monopolies, one in particular, which is called Google. I think Skinner just would have been... Uh, so, so upset because he, he did not intend for benign control to be in the hands of corporate executives who are not accountable to the public. And that is where we are today. Oh, there's no question. And, you know, you, you used to be friends with the rich and the famous and, you know, you were the head of psychology today and everything. Uh, but now you've taken a stand that the elites the in Hollywood and, and corporations and others, they don't particularly care for what you're talking about, do they? No, although, you know, they largely left me alone until 2019 when I testified before Congress. And since then, uh, I would say my life has been turned into a, a kind of a living hell. Uh, but one of my board directors at the nonprofit uh, where I do my research uh, said, you know, we should be grateful, thankful that they left you alone for so many years. It's amazing that they did that. But uh, yeah, they, there are definitely some very powerful corporate executives, probably the most powerful corporate executives in the world, who are very, very unhappy with me and the, the kind of research uh, that my team does and also the kind of monitoring systems that we have developed to track you know, what these companies do. Yeah, well, you say that Google and other tech companies pose a serious threat to democracy, to our children, and to our minds. What kind of evidence do you have to back up that claim? Overwhelming evidence. There's two kinds, primarily. 
Uh, one is that since 2013, I've been conducting uh, controlled experiments, which adhere to the very highest standards of scientific rigor, uh, showing the power that companies like Google have to shift opinions and purchases and attitudes and beliefs and votes without people knowing, and for the most part, without leaving a paper trail for authorities to trace. So the first technique that we discovered is called SEME, S-E-M-E, which stands for Search Engine Manipulation Effect. And we found in the experiments we conducted on SEME that if uh, Google, let's say, shows people search results that have a bias, that let's say place search results favoring one candidate higher in search results, uh, that can shift, that can easily shift uh, the voting preferences of undecided voters, not the committed people, but the undecided voters, that can easily shift the voting preferences of undecided voters uh, by 20% or more after just one search on Google. That's how much people trust Google. And up to 80% in at least one demographic group that might be of interest, uh, in fact, to your audience. And what is that demographic group? Well, the, the group that we found in all these years that that produced uh, that shifted the farthest given biased search results was moderate Republicans. Doesn't surprise me at all. That is yeah, unfortunate. They, they seem to be the weak, weakest link in our democracy because they're so easily manipulated. So well, that's confirmed by my research. That's well. So two things. One is I, I saw your interview with Tucker Carlson. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and you mentioned an Eisenhower quote in there where President Eisenhower warned. We're all aware of where he warned against the military industrial complex, but he warned about something else. What was that? He also warned in that same famous speech about the rise of a technological elite. That's his, his term, technological elite, that could control public policy without our awareness. And I actually have a chapter that's uh, being published in, in a book by Hillsdale College that's called The Technological Elite Are Now in Control. And indeed, they are. And we know this uh, not just from the experiments we've run, which show us the power that these companies have, but starting in 2016, we built the first ever systems to track what these companies are showing to real users, real voters. And we found that they are indeed showing people biased search results, uh, biased videos on YouTube, uh, bias in the way they send uh, go vote reminders and many other uh, areas, uh, blatantly doing this because they're really, they're unregulated. There are no constraints on what they're doing. And all of, all of those findings of ours have been confirmed now by uh, whistleblowers, people who've left the company, and by leaks of emails, of documents, of videos, and so on. Yeah, no, this looks like the most blatant form of mind control, at least to manipulate elections and control behavior. You know, as a psychologist, this is obviously something you should study, but what you've done is uncovered, I think, one of the really shocking findings uh, of psychology in the past 50 years. Oh, I would say a hundred years, <laughs> because in effect, uh, one thing we've learned is that that some of these new methods of control that have been made possible by the internet, uh, there's they are some of the largest effects ever discovered in the behavioral sciences in the last century. Well, we're going to have to take a break. 
When we come back, I want to dive further into those discoveries. Okay, Dr. Epstein, the most startling discoveries in psychology in the last hundred years. Please explain. Well, people have been studying influence, you know, how to how to influence people in, in psychology for, for a century. But some of the methods that we have discovered that have uh, methods of influence that have been made possible by the internet and that we've discovered over the last 10 years, uh, they are just sh shockingly powerful. Uh, one of them, uh, which we call OME, opinion matching effect, we, with, with, with this technique, uh, we can uh, produce shifts in voting preferences among undecided voters of between 70 and 90% with just one manipulation. But the thing that's really shocking about OME is not a single person ever in any of the experiments we've run has even suspects that they're being manipulated, even suspects that they're seeing biased content. In other words, it's a, it's a perfect form of manipulation. And unfortunately, these, these new methods of manipulation are uh, exclusively in the hands of big tech monopolies, uh, which is, is, is new for humanity because normally if you want to support a candidate, you put up a billboard, I put up my own billboard. You buy a TV commercial, I buy two TV commercials. But if a platform like Google wants to support a candidate or a cause or a party and they use all these new techniques, these tricks, Guess what? There's nothing you can do. You can't counteract uh, what they're doing because they are the platform. Well, this is uh, an in-kind contribution by big tech corporations at a level never seen before, far exceeding the, the limits that we allow people to contribute to a campaign and obviously more effective than any billboard or advertisement that they could run. I isn't this crossing the line potentially? Well, so far no one has tested that legal theory, but I am working with a, a number of state attorneys general and with members of Congress who are really chopping at the bit. They're dying to test out this legal theory, and that could get these companies into serious uh, trouble. It's kind of the, almost the history of, of, of criminal uh, you know, activity in our country. Sometimes you can't get the criminals directly on, you know, committing murder, let's say if it's a mafia boss, so you get them on tax evasion. Right. And same kind of thing here. This, uh, it might be the campaign finance laws uh, that finally, uh, you know, stops these people from uh, taking, you know, from, from basically taking over our democracy. Uh, but I have another method too. So <laughs> that's not, that's not our only hope. I think there is another hope as well. Well, I look forward to getting to that, and we will get to that. But tell us about your 2019 congressional testimony. Did they listen to you? What impact are you having? Uh, is Congress going to help protect us against the big tech companies? There were some members of Congress there uh, whom I have since have had more contact with who, who understand what's going on. Uh, certainly, uh, Senator Ted Cruz understands, I think, uh, I think Ben Sass understands it. There's even a Democrat, uh, Blumenthal from Connecticut, who I think gets it. But most of the members of Congress uh, who are at the hearing or whom I talked to uh, before and after uh, really don't understand it all. They don't get it. And the Democrats in Congress, they're all getting money, big money, from 
Google, uh, in 2016, Hillary Clinton, whom I supported, her, her major, her biggest donor uh, was Google and Google's parent company, which is called Alphabet. Uh, and, you know, her chief technology advisor was a former Google advisor, uh, uh, former Google uh, uh, official, I should say. Uh, and the CEO of Google at that time offered in writing to run her whole uh, tech campaign. So, you know, we we have a problem in that the Democrats are very much in the pockets of these uh, these big monopolies, and so they will not act to to help us. And as you probably know, Republicans just don't like regulation. So we've got a we've got a tough problem in the U.S. I, it's hard to imagine how our officials are going to swoop in and and help us and rescue not just our democracy but our children. Yeah, well, the beautiful part of it is you've got a private sector solution, which I love, and we still will get to it. But I think it's important for our audience to, to know you don't come at this from a partisan Republican. In fact, you're, you're not a Republican, and you come at it from a scientist who loves our democracy and loves liberty, right? Well, yes, I love democracy. I love America more than I love any particular party or candidate. That's what it comes down to. I, I hope, I hope that... You know, your entire audience would agree with that, that that's, that's the way we all should feel. We all should pull together uh, in trying to uh, look for, you know, serious threats. A lot of the threats that my conservative friends talk about are not really threats. They're, they're you know, they're campaign tricks of various sorts. They're dirty tricks. But those are practiced on both sides. Those are competitive. But the kinds of phenomena that I study, they're not competitive. They're controlled by corporate executives, not accountable to the public, and you can't counteract what they do. And they can shift votes by the millions. Yeah. And, and you take you come from this as one who supported Hillary Clinton against Donald Trump and one uh, who, who voted for Joe Biden, if I understand correctly. Well, I, I was never very happy with Joe Biden as a candidate, but I I. I I did not want Trump to, you know, in office again. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely was leaning toward Biden. But you wanted a fair uh, election more than you wanted your outcome. Well, that's what I'm. That's really what I'm saying. You know, I, I, we have a thumb right now on the scale. We have a thumb on that scale. That's the biggest thumb that's ever been on any scale in the history of humankind, and they're impacting not just our elections but elections and people's thinking and, and children's thinking uh, around the world. And there's, that's never happened before. And you know what's really sad is uh, that me and my team, we're the, we're the only group in the world that is documenting you know, these new forms of influence and that has developed a way uh, to track and monitor and see what these companies are actually doing. We're the only people doing that. Well, you know what excites me is you, you are not only the only people doing it, you are doing it, and, and I wish you weren't the only ones, but at least you're the A-team. I mean, we've got a top psychologist, we've got a great team that you've assembled, and you're working diligently for the right reasons, not to manipulate people, but to wake people up from the manip manipulation. Well, that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. Yes, exactly that. And, uh, you know, I hope people will, will kind of... Uh, will get the message because people t tend to just go back to their computers and there are all these services that seem free like Gmail and, you know, uh, and uh, Google search engine and 
uh, and Chrome, which is Google's browser, and Android, which is Google's operating system. And it's all free, 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 free. But it's not really free. No, we're paying not. for it with our freedom. No doubt. We're going to have to take another break. And, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how we can overcome that with a perfect solution that you've come up with that works. So we'll be right back. Dr. Epstein, you claim that Google and the gang have already taken control of democracy, but I know you also have a solution. Tell us about the 2020 election monitoring, how it had an impact, and I hear you can even turn off Google or get them to turn themselves off if you're paying attention. In 2020, uh, we had 1,735 people we call field agents in four swing states. What does that mean? That means that with their permission, we had installed special software on their computers that allowed us to look over their shoulders, in effect, electronically, when they were doing anything you know, that was election-related on their computers before the 2020 election. And we uh, collect that information instantly. We never transmit identifying information. We're never looking at individuals. We're only looking at aggregate data. And we measured what we were seeing, and we found very significant uh, biased, liberal bias on, on Google, uh, enough to shift millions of votes, literally enough to have shifted more than six million votes to Joe Biden over a period of months, uh, with no one knowing that this is occurring, and with the only evidence for it being collected by my team. In other words, normally this is ephemeral content that they're using to, to uh, influence people, to manipulate people. Normally ephemeral content by definition is lost forever. You know, you see some search results and they impact you and then they disappear and they're not stored anywhere. They're gone. Uh, but we were capturing that. We preserved 1.5 million ephemeral experiences. And we uh, shared that with Senator Cruz's office. That led to a, a letter being sent by three U.S. senators to the CEO of Google on November 5th, 2020. And as a result, instantly, instantly, Google turned off all of their manipulations in the Georgia Senate races. So the targeted go vote reminders that they were sending out uh, before the presidential election, I think how dangerous that is. If you're, you're you're only telling you know one party to go go you know to go vote, uh, they turn that off. Uh, they, there were no go vote reminders in Georgia. They turned off the political bias and their search results completely went to zero, which we had never seen before. So what does that tell us? That tells us that maybe monitoring is the clue here. It's it's. You know, if we if we that if we do to them what they do to us and our kids 24 hours a day, if we do the same thing to them, if we shine the light on what they're doing, they will stop. And that's, of course, what Justice Brandeis said 100 years ago. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. No doubt. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And because you've done that, you've advanced even further in other areas to help protect families, to monitor and make people aware of what's happening. Can you explain the national digital shield that you're developing? Yes, yeah, so this year uh, we've actually had some good luck in raising funds. We've actually raised almost $3 million this year to help set up the beginning of 
the first ever, the world's first national digital shield. What does that mean? Well, right now we have more than 2,000 field agents, mainly in the swing states. So that means we're monitoring content, online content, political content, uh, through more than 2,000 computers of real voters, moderates, liberals, conservatives. Real voters were getting real content and Google and the other companies can't see what we're doing. We are uh, analyzing it. And this year we've also started recruiting children through their parents. So we're starting now to be able to look at content that these companies are sending to our kids. Uh, I think we're gonna find horrible stuff. There are a lot of political indoctrination, some violent content, some pornographic content. So we are building. And by the end of next year, uh, we will have uh, a large number. I'm not going to give the exact number, but more than 20,000 field agents in all 50 U.S. states. And our system will be running 24 hours a day, and it will be looking for any signs of manipulation, and whenever we find it, we will expose it. This will, we hope, act as a, a kind of preventative uh, that so, so that these companies won't even try interfering with our elections anymore. We will, we will literally be taking the thumb off of the scale. We literally uh, be pushing back against these companies and once again, having as free and fair of, a, of an election process as we possibly can. Uh, and we'll be protecting our kids. Yeah. You, uh, so, yeah, that's it, what we're doing. It goes beyond just free and fair elections. It goes to what you just said, protecting our kids. I mean, people don't understand how influential Google is in the classroom, how influential the search engines are on children to manipulate and control society. I mean, this is a tool that Adolf Hitler would have loved to have had because he would have turned out just uh, Hitler youth all the, way, all the way down. So you've been working on other things like privacy, personal privacy protection, safer search engines, safer browsers, safer email, even a better phone. I just appreciate so much what you're doing to help people and you're doing it. You know, we talk about in the economic war room, we talk about people should weaponize their giving, spending, and investing. And in this case, uh, you're, you're talking about spending. Maybe you spend your money a different way because you're using a different search engine. Uh, you're talking about potentially investing. I'm hoping there are opportunities to invest, but giving is the one that stands out to me now. How can people give to support your work and protect their families? Well, if they want more information about my work, uh and if they're able to support it, they can go to uh, mygoogleresearch.com. That's mygoogleresearch.com. And since you mentioned privacy, and I know a lot of people are interested in that, if they want to see how I protect my privacy and the privacy of my family, go to myprivacytips.com. That's myprivacytips.com. But again, if you want to give or you, you know uh, some people who, who are able to give, uh, please, again, send them to mygoogleresearch.com. Mygoogleresearch.com. We're going to put all this in our economic battle plan. We always do. We'll put it access to the links. Uh, Dr. Epstein shared some great links of, of additional resources that you can look at. Uh, I really don't think there's a better place that you can invest in our future liberty, our future for our children. Uh, it, it just really is a phenomenal way to do it, and it's a great place to weaponize your giving. Thank you, Dr. Epstein. It's been such a pleasure having you. It's good to see you again. I hope we can have you back to the economic war room soon.
My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. You know, every day, every week, we talk in the economic war room about protecting our privacy. We talk about weaponizing our money. We talk about protecting our liberty. This is one way you can absolutely do it. You can get your free economic battle plan at economicwarroom.com. You'll learn more about Dr. Epstein, learn about his tremendous work, all the things he's accomplishing, and find a great way to support something really valuable. Now, we need solutions. We need to come up with solutions to Google, which means investing. There have got to be ways you can invest to protect us from Google or maybe get Google to react better and make Google a good investment. I'll go either way. Be salt or light. That means if you're salty, you get uh, buy shares of Google and you agitate the board. That'll be hard. It's a big, big company. Be light. Maybe you stop using Google. Maybe you go some, to some alternatives. Remember, what we see as a marketplace, our enemies view as a battle space. This is Kevin Freeman from the Economic War Room.